You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 198. Why, hello there, rock star. Welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. We also have a community over on Facebook. If you haven't joined us yet, search for the group The C Method Rockstars or go to thecmethod.com slash community. Come on over and connect with the like-minded people in that group who are all about improving their confidence and communication skills. We can't wait to meet you. Now, on this podcast, we, we cover a range of topics, everything from workplace communication to networking, from public speaking to developing a strong mindset. You know, communication is a very broad topic. And what I've learned is that you need to improve in all areas. It's not just about public speaking. It's in all areas um, in terms of how you communicate and how you see yourself and your mindset. All of that works together to make you more effective and fulfill your potential. Now, today we're getting technical. And I'm really excited to share with you this. uh, It's a presentation structure that I learned last year. It's called Format. That is the letter for Matt. And it's very similar to the structure on my free speech and presentation template that I know many of you have downloaded. And I've had so much positive feedback from you guys saying how much it's helped you. So that's amazing. So if you have already downloaded that template, view the format structure that I'm about to share with you, view this as like an add-on to that. So you'll, you'll build on your existing presentation template. And um, the reason why I love format is that the approach, even though it's a similar structure to what I already share, it's, it's got a diff, like a slightly different approach in, the, in how they put it together, which I will explain in a moment. But first, I want to explain why you and your audience will benefit from this structure. So when you use this to deliver a speech, a presentation, uh, a workshop, this is how it's going to benefit your audience. Now, I want you to have a think about if these are some challenges you face when it comes to public speaking. Maybe you spend way too much time preparing or stressing about the presentation Maybe you don't know what information to include or exclude. Maybe you tend to make your presentation too information heavy, which overwhelms your audience. Maybe you struggle with getting your audience engaged. As you speak, you see people getting bored or tuning out. Maybe your audience doesn't walk away with the message that you intended. Or maybe some people get your message, so some people do, but then others don't. So it's inconsistent. So if any of those things sound like you or sound like a challenge that you've gone through, then I'm confident that you will find the format structure very, very helpful. And the really cool thing about format is that this structure does not just relate to presentations. You can use it in any speaking situation, whether it's in a meeting that you're running, uh, it could be in a workshop you facilitate, it can be used when answering a question, And I've even used it for a 60-second elevator pitch. So when someone asks me, what do you do? I've used this structure as well, and it's 
worked really, really well. And what I've learned is that it is incredible at creating more audience engagement and helping your message stick. Okay, so I'm going to assume that you're super pumped to learn all about the format structure. Yeah? Okay, let's do it. Uh, Now make sure you have a pen and paper handy to take notes if you are not driving or walking the dog. If you can, take notes because um, there will be some really important things to remember. Now if you can't take notes and if you find yourself you can't if you can't remember what I've shared then you can always go to the show notes at thecmethod.com slash format. Um, I will put a summary of what we've talked about as well as links to more resources and images, diagrams, all of that good stuff will be in there. Thecmethod.com slash format. That's the letter for M-A-T. All right, let's get into it. So the format structure was first developed by Dr. Bernice McCarthy in the late 1970s. So it's been around for a really long time. And since then, the method's been, you know, used and updated and, and developed and um, and it's used all over the world today. Uh, it was originally developed for um, students. So Dr. McCarthy Uh, She was working as a kindergarten teacher and she became aware of the different ways that children learn. And she she worked with researchers and theorists to educate herself and then that's how she created the format structure. So what does it look like? Okay, I want you to picture four quadrants. So like a square divided up into four smaller squares. The top right square, we're going to call that, well, it's called quadrant one. And as you move clockwise around the squares, you've got quadrant two in the bottom left, sorry, bottom right, quadrant three in the bottom left and quadrant four in the top left-hand corner. Now, each quadrant represents a different learning style. Now, most people have a dominant learning style and I'm going to go through what they are. Um, So the different ways that we learn, right? This is what they found in their research. We learn through experiencing, through watching, through conceptualizing, or also known as thinking, and by doing. Now, we learn we learn through all of these styles, but we tend to have a more dominant learning style. And with the format structure, we hit on each of these learning styles so that everyone in the room is engaged. Pretty cool, huh? You can actually um, you can actually do an online assessment to determine which learning style you are. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. I think it's like $15 or something, but you learn what is your dominant learning style. Now, it's not mandatory, but you know if you're interested, it's there. So let's go through each of the quadrants. So quadrant one, this is the top right-hand corner. This is This is the type of person who learns through a combination of experiencing and watching. So they're very imaginative. They like being absorbed into feelings and they spend and they want to seek the personal meaning in whatever it is that you're sharing. So their question that they're thinking when they watch you present is why. So in quadrant one, we want to answer the question why, as in why is this important to me? Why is this relevant? Okay, so that's quadrant one. And I'm going to go through what this would look like in your presentation um, later. I'm just going to go through the quadrants real quickly right now. Quadrant two wants to know what. 
So these people are the analytical people, and they like to learn by watching and thinking. So they are seeking facts. They want to think through ideas. They want to learn from the experts. Okay, so their favorite question is what? What is this thing? Tell me what, what is it? What's the data? What are the facts? Quadrant three wants to know how. So these are the people who um, learn by thinking and doing. So they're the more um, experiential people who want to know how they apply these ideas. You know, so they're the doers. And their favorite question is how? So how do, how do I do it? What are the steps? Show me the steps, how I get there. And finally, quadrant four wants to find out what if. Now, quadrant four are a, a dynamic learners and they learn by doing and feeling. Okay, so they're more about uh, exploring ideas to create their own original adaptations, learning by trial and error and, and self-discovery. So for them, the question is, you know, if, if what? So what, you know, what's possible? What if we did this? What if we did that? How can we apply this moving forward? Now, I'm going to put an image in the show notes uh, that, sh- that, re- that represents the format uh, model with all the different quadrants in there to make it easier for you. So make sure you go check that out if this is something you want to implement. All right, let's move on to how we implement this, okay? So keep in mind, you can use this for a presentation, a meeting, a in, in your Q&A, you know, when you're answering a question, in a job interview. If you're preparing for a job interview, you know, a question they might ask you, you can use format for your response. All right, so let's do it. Quadrant one, we start with quadrant one, and it's about answering the why question. So the, one of the best ways to do this is to ask a question of your audience. It must, so quadrant one, it must begin with your audience. So we're not diving into the facts and data. We're asking them a question. So it could be something like, have you ever done this? Or who here has experienced X? And you raise your hand and you get your audience to raise their hands too. By doing this, you're getting them to think about, oh, what do I know? Have I? What do I know about this subject? Have I done that? Uh, what's been my experience with this? And then you're getting them to engage and physically raise their hands, which means that you're getting buy-in from them. They're not just sitting back and, and listening passively. They're getting involved and you're getting them to think about how this applies to them and why it's important. And this allows you to create a climate of trust and openness as well. Now, think of it as more of a facilitation, right? The fir- quadrant one, you're not presenting anything. You're asking for feedback from the audience to gauge their level of knowledge and where they're at. So for example, let's say I was giving a a presentation about podcasting, right? Something I could open with would be, who here has heard of podcasts? Raise your hands, right? So people would put their hands up. I might then ask, oh, who here listens to podcasts? Okay, great. And I see who has, you know, raise their hands. Then I might say, oh, what podcasts have you listened to? And they can get them to share. They say, oh, I listen to Stan, I get noticed. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, awesome. So I get them to share what podcasts. And you can see we, we start to facilitate a group discussion. Um, another example, so I taught this to a one-on-one client uh, recently and she was practicing answering 
questions and like answering an impromptu question. And one of the examples I said to her was, tell, tell me about Canada. So the first questions that she asked me were, have you ever been to Canada? Oh, and I, and I said, yes. She said, oh, what parts have you been to? So I was already engaged and wanting to hear more because I felt involved. Now, it's very important to remember that this is the questions that we ask, this is not a sales question, okay? It's not a leading question. For example, have you ever thought about starting a podcast but don't know how and wish there was someone out there to teach you? That is not, that is not a quadrant one question, okay? Or like with the Canada exa- example, um, have you ever thought about Canada as your next vacation destination but thought it was too expensive? You know, it's a bit... It's too long. It's too complex. We want to keep it really, really simple. Like, have you been to Canada? Right? Really, really simple. You don't want people to think too hard about, oh, have I planned a vacation to Canada? Have I really thought it was too expensive? Uh, You don't want to get them to think too hard. Okay? Make it really simple. Now, some of you might be thinking, okay, Christina, how does this work with a very large audience? And I totally hear you. This is a question that I had too when I first learned this. Now, sometimes if you're speaking to a large, a large, large audience and you maybe you can't see them because there's no lights on them, um, it's sometimes hard to get that hand raised. Or maybe you're in a dark lecture theatre. You can still do quadrant one by getting them to think about their current situation. So you, you might, you could say, you know, Some of you may have thought about starting a podcast. Some of you here might listen to podcasts and love them, right? So you can frame it that way. You can say, you know, some of you may or you may be thinking. So this is getting them to still think about and engage with what you're saying without actually having to raise their hands. All right, so that was quadrant one, which was answering the question, why? Okay, why is this important? Then we move on to quadrant two, which is answering the what question. So now that we've got our listeners or or our audience, now that we've got our our audience um, engaged and thinking, yeah, this applies to me. Yeah, okay, I understand the topic. Then you can go into your facts, your data, your statistics and say, this is what the thing is. Now, this is the, you know, most of you will be used to doing this. This tends to be the part that, uh, people are good at, they dive straight into the content. Um, like the, the mistake that most people make is that they skip the why and they go straight into the, the what. And then they spend too much time sharing the stats and the facts and the data and the content. Okay. So with this quadrant, you've got to be very mindful of not oversharing too much. So you may pick three key points, you know, three things that are most important that, um, you know, three most important things you need to know about Canada, for example. So that is quadrant two, focusing on the what. And the important thing to remember there is to not dive straight into quadrant two. From the get-go, you must, must, must do quadrant one first. All right, before we get to quadrant three and how we make that work, let's take a quick break. You know, as a communication skills and confidence coach, I'm passionate about helping 
driven professionals and business leaders to reach their full potential and achieve success at work through developing effective communication skills and a strong, fearless mindset. So if you want to take your career to the next level and you're committed to overcoming your fears and limitations, then the C-Method one-on-one coaching program may be for you. You know, when you work with me, you'll immediately uncover the hidden barriers that hold you back from achieving your potential. You'll discover your unique strengths and skills. You'll feel confident and sure of yourself when running meetings, giving presentations, or taking questions. You'll impress your boss with your well-presented and articulated ideas. You'll also be the authority that people look up to. You'll build respect from your colleagues, your clients, and other stakeholders, and also get your ideas across in a clear and concise manner. So if that sounds like you, if that sounds like something you'd want to, that you'd love to achieve in the workplace in order to get you to that next level, then I do invite you to apply for the one-on-one coaching program at thecmethod.com slash coaching. The link is in the description of your app. So all you need to do is find that description, tap on the link, thecmethod.com slash coaching. I look forward to speaking with you. Okay, let's get back to the show. And we're back. And we're talking about quadrant three, which is all about answering the how question. So remember, quadrant three, these are for our learners who are thinking, well, how do I do it? How do I apply it? Now, this is where you share the steps, okay? Let's say, going back to the Canada example, um, here is how you would get started in, um, in booking a, a trip to Canada, right? Step one, contact your travel agent, for example, or step one, uh, research online, you know, so, and then you progressively go from there. And similar to quadrant two, you might want to pick three steps, so really drill it down to, you know, if you were teaching this person about this topic, you know, or how they might implement this, what are the three key steps for them moving forward? And structuring it in this way will also help you to um, distill your thoughts and not overload people with too many things. Because if you give them too many things, then they're going to tune out. And remember, we've got four types of people in the audience. So if you overwhelm people, if you overwhelm the audience with too many quadrant three, uh, too much quadrant three content, content, so too much how, then you're going to lose your quadrant ones, twos, and fours. And it's the same, you know, if you do too much of quadrant two, you're going to lose the ones, the threes, and the fours, and so on. So that's that's pretty uh, straightforward, the, the how. And then we move on to quadrant four. Now, quadrant four can be a little bit tricky for most people because it's not something that's normally done in a presentation. Now, in this quadrant, okay, your audience takes what you've just taught them and starts to think about how they would integrate that into their lives moving forward. So it's future focused, yeah? Quadrant two and three are present tense, right? Present focused. So it's, you know, what do you need to know about the topic right now? And how do you apply this stuff right now? And then quadrant four is if you were to master this learning, 
what would you be able to do in the future that you can't do now? You know, what, what new possibilities can you create for yourself in the future? So, for example, going back to our Canada example, you might say to the audience, you know, so have a think about whether you think a trip to Canada would be on the cards for you. Think about the new experiences you might have. Think about the people you'll meet, you know, so that's something you could do. Um, something that, what did I do the other day? I did one where I, I said, turn to the person next to you and share with them how you're going to implement this um, methodology. You know, I just, I taught them, um, did a short talk on a methodology. Um, And I said, turn to the person next to you and share with them how you would implement this in the future or what you would apply this to. So then I let them speak for a couple minutes together. And then I brought everyone back and said, hey, would you mind sharing what your partner said? So then we went around the room and then each person said, oh, you know, I would apply it in this context or I would apply it you know, in this, you know, with this person or blah, blah, blah. And that's really effective for those dynamic learners because they're getting excited about the idea. They're going, okay, I'm going to do something with this. I'm going to move forward. And it helps to, you know, engage everyone and cement their learning as well. So those are the four quadrants and how to use them. Pretty cool, huh? Now, if you're familiar with my presentation template, um, it, that it actually has all those components. It has the, the why, the what, the how. The only difference is the, the if question because in, the pre, in my presentation template, the what if part is more about addressing uh, questions or objections that your audience might have. So saying, you know, some of you may be thinking, oh, Christina, this format template sounds great, but I don't think it'll work for me nothing, you know, nothing works for me or, you know, so that's sort of like addressing the questions that people have. So that was the only difference. So if you can, you know, if you could do both of those, that would be great. Uh, You know, it's a good thing to keep in mind. Okay. So that's the format structure. Now that you know about what it is, how it works and why it's important, I want you to think about how you might apply this in your day-to-day communication. So maybe you have a presentation coming up. It would be, and that would be an amazing way to implement the format. If you run lots of meetings, you can implement it as well. For example, you you could say, let's say you're running a meeting. You might say, who is familiar with the, our current team strategy? Get people to raise their hands. Okay. And you can ask them, what, what are some of the key components? Get that discussion going already instead of just hammering them with the facts. So once you've got them, you know, bought in, you can, quadrant two, you can say, okay, well, here's how we currently stand and share the facts and the data about your strategy. Quadrant three, you might say, now here are three ideas that we have or that we've come up with for how we can implement this new strategy. So that's the, the how. And then quadrant four, you could say to your, your team, Um, you know, hey, which of these ideas do you think would work best? How could we build upon them and make them even better? Let's, you know, discuss in in small groups and then report back in five minutes. See, pretty simple, but you can see how that would be really engaging for everyone in your meeting. Um, Another example that you could use this for is when someone asks, what do you do? And this is actually, I... 
I, I, I helped um, a group of startup teams at RMIT University with this. And one of the examples that I remembered, um, we helped to use, we use the format template with, and it went and it, and it goes like this. So when someone asked what they did, the startup team responded with a question and they would, they asked, have you used Facebook Messenger? If the response is yes, they say, oh, have you used it to message a business and received an auto reply? You know, like a, like a chat bot. And they say, yes. So, you know, you're getting engagement from the person you're talking to. So that's quadrant one. Then move on to quadrant two, where they share facts and data. And they said, many companies have huge amounts of process documents, but employees struggle to find the right information when they need it, you know, within all these documents. So that's like a fact, right? Very, very simplified, but you know, that's a fact. Then quadrant three is the how. So they went into, um, you know, we've developed a tool like a, like Facebook Messenger that allows employees to quickly search and find the right information. Firstly, they open the chatbot, then they do this and then they do that. So that's like the how, quadrant three. And then quadrant four is thinking about the future. So they said, you know, is this something you could potentially see as being beneficial for your company? Or, you know, or, you know, let's talk about ideas as to how this could work for your company in the future. You know, so let's say they're meeting with a you know potential client for this tool. So you can hear, again, that's a really cool way of answering the question, what do you do in a really engaging way, which I know many of you um, are working on. I would love to do uh, more effectively. Uh, you can also do it when answering a, a question, you know, so there's, there's so many different ways you can use this. So um, experiment and try it out. Um, see what works. And the cool thing about format is that even if it's done badly, it works. <laughs> so don't worry about getting it perfect. If you miss one bit, just go back again, ask another question and start again. You can go around the, the quadrants multiple times in one presentation. It doesn't have to be perfectly structured that way. But as long as you go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and, uh, and keep on getting that engagement, um, you will find that you will be far more effective as a speaker and you will have a much uh, quicker time preparing and you'll, you know, and you'll enjoy it more as well. Okay, so I hope that, I hope that this has been helpful for you. Um, if you want more information, go to the show notes at thecmethod.com slash format. That's a, a number four MAT. And I'll put in the images of format as well as links to further resources. I'll also pop in links to my presentation template and my personal pitch template as well if you have not yet downloaded those and want to check them out. Okay, well, that is all from me this week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. If you did enjoy it, please do share it with a friend and help get the word out uh, to more people. That's the best way to help the show grow. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Cantors and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.